and pick confirm and welcome to the redefine podcast the podcast where we take f1 and put american subtitles on it i'm your host frederick kernigan alongside me michael timmerman aka timmy on today's inaugural episode we're going to take the 10 teams and find their american sporting counterparts but uh first we're gonna probably introduce ourselves and like explain how (laughs) explain again (laughs) our our uh what this podcast uh, what, what this podcast is um so i i will i will i will come out straight and say that i am a drive to survive fan however i dove really hard into this if you know me i have a very addictive personality i was like i'm into this i'm into this now hard and so i got into it and now i realized that drive to survive is very is a is a good introduction into f1 however it's very it's jaded because it is a storytelling of it all and so what this podcast is is to help bring specifically american viewers into f1 because of uh, or not because of but using like american terms um, american terms <laughs> and so um that's what I guess the goal of this whole podcast is, but uh, I I am no motorsports nut. I I don't want to speak for you, but yeah, no, I recently just got into Formula One because of the Drive to Survive series. Um, I got in season two, started watching Formula One, and uh, after during, did they have a COVID year? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. They had a COVID year. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the first full season I watched um but other like previously was never really into cars i didn't even really know formula one was a thing like i knew like the shape of the car but i was like i knew nascar like way more and i was like they drive left like what's so (laughs) so entertaining about this like yeah and so i was also more into like football and like american sports baseball and uh, basketball than i was with cars going fast the 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 sports that we talk about in are offered like in our school system and whatnot yeah exactly no one no school's offering carding you know that would be sick that would be so cool no but uh yeah i i'm in the same boat no like traditional motorsports background um my dad he he rode or he still rides um like motorcycles street bikes and whatnot so he would watch moto gp so i would wake up in the morning and like you know go downstairs eat breakfast and you know watch a quality day but not really pay attention so i kind of knew the concept of racing but other than like the fact that i thought people just got faster bikes or like faster cars that's how they got faster or whatnot i didn't realize there was art to it and like it's a science basically too and that's what f1 is yeah but uh you said specifically, or you had mentioned that specifically, we got into it during COVID year. Mm-hmm. I, we all kind of got into it at the same time. I got into it like probably a week before you guys. Yeah. Recommended to you and uh, B Bakes, and and you guys had watched the, the show. Is, am I correct? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you and Tyler and Chase all watched uh, Drive to Survive before us, and then me and B Bakes were roommates at the time. So during COVID, there really wasn't anything else to do. Um, it was like one of the only sports that was going on with the them and yeah. UFC. So that's kind of like also the main like a big reason why like. Um, I personally got into it because I'm just a huge sports guy and there's no sports. <laughs> I, I I guess hindsight, I don't know. I wish I had gotten into F1 or racing before COVID because that was a crazy year like for like like online, like sim racing and whatnot. Like, yeah. like people, regular people were competing with like professionals because professionals were like, I'm bored, let's race. Yeah. So it was it was crazy. But yeah, no, I got into to drive to survive, just sitting around. I was like, I need something to watch. But yeah, um, we're gonna go with the first team, the, I guess the, the one who sits atop of them all in a way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, only half, only half. But yeah. uh, uh, Mercedes, you know, the Mercs, they they, they're they're the dynasty. They're like the dynasty, like. Uh, I just want to preface this. When we looked it up, when we looked for American counterparts or, you know, like who could be the equivalent, there wasn't a direct comparison. There wasn't a team that won seven years in a row and also had the MVP. Like, that's basically what the the drivers... I, I don't want to, like, make a dumbed-down comparison, but that's kind of, like, the easiest way to say, say that that is. You know yeah, I, mean? I would agree. Like, the Celtics had it... Um, what the, what's the baseball team you had mentioned? Oh, uh, no, the, the hockey team, oh. the Canadians, back in, like, the late 50s, they won, like, five in a row. Yeah, but, but like, this no, is... Yeah, that wasn't that was a modern era. Those like, are baby-time sports, like... Yeah, smaller leagues, like, smaller... Like, those are when those, like, huge sports were still in their infancy, kind of, almost, like... Not really, but, like, yeah. but it's just, like... They did it in the modern day where you'll never see any type of sports team even come close to like in other sports, it's hard to go back to back. And so the fact that they're able to go seven years in a row, back to back to back to back to back, like, like eight, months, eight years in a row, like winning the thing and then seven years winning it. And then also like winning it with the drivers. Well, when you say the thing, you mean the, the constructors. Yeah, which is yeah. different from the drivers' championship. Yeah, yeah. For those that don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We... <laughs> it's a beginner's formula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're talking about in in Formula One there are two two trophies in a way. Yeah. That you have your constructors' championship, which, uh, you know, the two drivers for each team both both of their points cumulative becomes the constructors points but individually those drivers are competing for their own trophy the driver's trophy and so it's kind of like the mvp when i come when i said it earlier is kind of like almost not really but yeah it's a it's its own separate competition but both are very very sought after like um this year mercedes won the constructors but people like kind of dock them because they didn't win both yeah yeah especially after winning both for seven years in a row yeah but yeah they're the dynasty that finally got toppled they you have the all-time goat in the sport like statistically anyways you, you have your old heads who 
Shumi's the greatest. Shumi's the greatest. You know, even though Lewis, I think, has proved it by now at this point. Like statistically, he's he's the one. He's the dude. But he he's now parted with the next up and coming the dude. You know, potentially with George Russell. So we'll yeah. see we'll yeah. see how that happens. But who would you? say is the american version of mercedes yeah uh so i went i think the 2007 2008 patriots when they had the undefeated record or undefeated regular season going into the super bowl and then losing to the six seed giants um following the perfect season Were they so, the, is that the last seed at the time of the yeah so it, yeah they had six six seeds so they're their last seed Damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they were the last seed. They were definitely a wild card team. Yeah. Like they weren't like no one thought that like everyone thought the Patriots are just gonna like blow them out of the waters and make history basically. Yeah. And so it definitely like the ending of this uh Formula One season had like kind of the same feeling as the Patriots coming up short because Lewis was going for eight. Unfortunately, um he got beat by Max, super Max. Max, Max, Max. We're big Max fans here on the pod. <laughs> or at least I am. Yeah. Um, this. But they, but as a team, like what Mercedes did, like they still won the constructive. So as like a team for the Patriots to go, like perform as well as they did, it's kind of like similar, similar kind of. Especially in such a, um, I guess, advanced sport. Because like, F1 is, it's science. It's science, like, on track, I guess, in a way. Yeah. And so it's nuts that this team just had the better facilities and, like, had the better engineers for that long. And they're just like, we're going to continue to make the best cars. You guys aren't going to touch us. They were, like, way ahead of the game. Like Granted, the- granted that's because of, uh, like, the crazy, like, you know, spendage differences mm-hmm. in F1 and with years past. But you know, with the recent, or I guess last year's uh, uh, cap, spending cap, it, it'll be changed for the future, I guess, now. But, yeah, and so, like, what he's, like, kind of explaining about, it's, like, before F1s, they didn't have, like, a salary cap for, like, the teams. So it's, Yeah, like, these guys more, were going crazy. Yeah, so the more you won, the more money you got, essentially. And so since Mercedes were, was winning so much, they were able to, like, get ahead of their competition and so much more. They're also just straight out the bag, uh, like a, a manufacturer team. They're a, yeah, they're a car company. Yeah, they're a car company. They're the Ferrari, you know, or whatnot. But anyways, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we talked about the, you know, the kings that have fallen. Let's talk about the, the king slayers. So about Red Bull, you know, they're the, they're the returning champs and it feels new, but they're not new. They're like, it's, it's been, it's been a minute. It's been a while. Uh, The last champion was Seb. So that was young, young Seb. Seb's a little long in the tooth now. So it's, it's been a minute, but uh, yeah, but now you have this young hotshot partnered with this, uh, I don't want to say savvy vet, but he's definitely like a really solid vet. Like mm-hmm. Checo is no joke. Like, I don't want to call him like a good number two, or like, but like he's like the definition number two. That's yeah. that's who I would want as my second driver. 
Yeah, especially like besides Max, who's like for sure like a number. Yeah. Like Checo's definitely a good, real supportive driver for him. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm also a Checo fan. Like he's my first favorite racer, and that's purely because uh, 2020, the secure uh, event where he, you know, he his magical last to first win. I fell asleep during it. It was supposed to be my first F1 race that I ever watched from start to finish because I was like, oh, lit. I woke up and it was uh, it was about to start. Usually, like, if you wake up, like, at, like, 4 a.m. to watch the races now. But for some, whatever reason, it, it started at a reasonable time. Like, it started at, like, 7, I think. For a Saturday, that's not too reasonable. But, you know, I woke up and I was like, oh, cool, I get to watch it. But if you know me, I can fall asleep in an instant. <laughs> And so I was, I watched, I didn't even watch the start. I watched him like go into the the grid and then I fell asleep. And then I woke up, not even to, not even, not even to like check a winning. I woke up to, to like the cleaning up of it all. <laughs> so I was like, what happened? And I saw that check won when I checked Instagram, but I was like, okay, cool. And then when I saw the YouTube highlights, I was like, oh this man really just said, I'm going to, I'm going to be last at the start and be first at the end. That's nuts. And I was like, I owe this man my undying fandom because I disrespected him and fell asleep. One of his best races. That is just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm so, like a baby to the sport, but that's <laughs> no last to first after Christ. That's, that's nuts. Granted, that he got, got a little help at the end with uh, George's uh, tire puncture and whatnot yeah. and, you know, pit. Mix up, but you know, a win's a win, a dub's a dub. But who would you say is Red Bulls? Americans, counterpart. American, I guess. Looking at the note, they're not really American. (laughs) Yeah, the (laughs) (laughs) team up north, the the Toronto Raptors. The the North, North American. (laughs) So I'm saying, uh, I believe the 2019. Toronto Raptors when they won it all with Kawhi is probably um, fun guy. Yeah, the fun guy, Mister Rebounding Man himself. This is his dunk face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, this team or like the Raptors are like kind of that that year. The Raptors is kind of similar to this Red Bull team because, um, like we said, Max over like he toppled Lewis Hamilton for the championship. The Raptors were able to beat um, the Warriors uh, in the finals. And also, um, like, depending on, like, who you talk to, like, this year was kind of, like, controversial on, like, how the last race went and, like, kind of how Max, like, ended up winning because it did come down to the last race. And, like, people with the Raptors... (laughs) Came down to the last lap. (laughs) Yeah, last lap. Yeah, exactly. And then people in, uh, in 2019 were like saying the Raptors championship wasn't like real because he had. It hasn't, had, I think we had mentioned off screen, it was like an asterisk here. Sorry for cutting yeah. you off, but yeah, like yeah. an asterisk here. Because they, they're missing their two, uh, two of their best players with uh, Clay and uh, KD being out. So some people, and obviously like for the Raptors, it turned out like they weren't legit, but I mean, they lost Kawhi, which is basically like Red Bull kind of like lost Max. I yeah. Think. So, yeah, like the the dude at the time. Yeah, the only, yeah. The only difference would be is that like uh, Kawhi is more like a Red Bull or like a Spurs, like 
project, whereas yeah. Max is like purely born and bred Brand Red Bull. True. Helmut Marco, the seat, the, the like big honcho of like Red Bull is just petting Max <laughs> and just grooming him. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's how this uh, Red Bull team uh, felt like this last season and going into this season, they're kind of probably like that Raptors team who's, um, but I think they have more of a chance. Like they're more taken serious, whereas Raptors f- into the 2020 weren't like, they're kind I of think- like, yeah, they might make it, but. Not. Looking okay. looking back at the like, because I had gotten really into F1 like right as the 2021 season was like kicking off. So everyone, I remember all the YouTube videos, all the like everyone on social media was saying that like, oh, we're hoping, we're hoping, but we're not gonna get too excited for you know Red Bull to like actually bring it to um to Mercedes. And I kind of mm-hmm. feel like that's what the Raptors were. They're like, yeah, the Raptors yeah, are Kawhi, Rock they, Kawhi, they're like. We don't want to get too excited. Yeah. But, you know, and then things just started happening. And then all of a sudden, it's 4-1 in the finals. You know, right? That That's what the final thing was? I think so. I think, yeah, yeah I think uh, the Warriors, like, won one of the games. Yeah. But, but all the other games were just blocks. Like, yeah. the just handled them easily. It would have been a really good series if uh, KD and Clay were actually healthy. But I think the Warriors probably would have won that year. All right, on to the red team. I think it's crazy that this team is like, you know, their third name, they're known as the color, but Ferrari, they're third in the championship. Um, they're just, how would, the, I guess the easiest way to explain Ferrari is you have a, a legend that was shamed and now they're on the bounce back because they got this, like, they're, they, they had their 2018 woes, but now they have these two young studs who are just like, I don't want to say carrying the team, but they're definitely, you know, making it relevant again because <laughs> 2020 Ferrari was, the Italians didn't like him. You know? <laughs> no, but 2021 it's uh, a Ferrari Italians like, so yeah, <laughs> they just like these, like <laughs> you got Monegas Charles, or French Charles, and uh, Spanish Charles, <laughs> they 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 they're carrying these teams, and their car is ready for a breakout. Like they they put a bunch of uh, time into their car. Mattia Bonato, their team principal, which is like almost like um, their head coach slash yeah yeah kind of like a head coach. Um, their their head coach he would miss some races to go and oversee the the development of the next year's car. So I really feel like their car, they've been in the lab cooking. And so I feel like this upcoming year could be real spicy with their car combination, the driver combination, but it all could also lead to like, you know, boiling over because you can see it in 2021. I don't know if you remember, but like sometimes the Ferrari boys would be racing, racing. Yeah. They're competitive in some races, but the, at the same uh... Other races are kind of like an afterthought where they're kind of just fit, uh, fighting the middle. No, path even with like with each other, sometimes they would race each other. Oh, oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. going at it kind of like um, Max and um, what's his name um, back in yeah, the- Like Danny, yeah, but like just yeah. like the when the very inklings are like when like, you know, very early planting the seeds type deal. Yeah. Like it's not there yet, but yeah, now these, these two, I don't want to call. Um, 
Carlos Sainz a young guy anymore because he's, he's been in sport for a minute, but like he's still young in relative terms. Relatively, yeah. Yeah. And so, but who would you say? I feel like all of our basketball people. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like OKC in their early days. I feel like um, you had a young KD, a young uh, Russell Westbrook, and they're just two young stars that um, just needed a couple more pieces around them to really become a threat. And eventually, and they went to back-to-back Western Conference Finals, both times kind of like falling short. So not quite sure if Ferrari... Ferrari wants to follow them. Yeah, not <laughs> quite sure. Like they, Ferrari might probably follow the same path because um, not quite sure if they're going to be able to overcome both uh, Red Bull and Mercedes. But it also like... It could be like you're talking about the two drivers. Like we know how Katie and Westbrook ended up um, eventually kind of just becoming like enemies because Katie left. So it should be this upcoming season should be kind of interesting with uh, those two drivers and how how friendly they kind of stay between each other. Yeah. A huge part and like a real interesting part about uh, F1 it's is, like two drivers driving for the same team, but at the same time driving to beat each other. That's that's a that's a thank you for bringing that up. That's a great point. Um, it it was hard when we were doing the research because when you look at an F one team, we had mentioned earlier the two different trophies that comes down to like in between the teams as well, like inter team rivalries is a huge deal, and so um, like that the the rivalry that these two guys are going to have is could get really really spicy depending on the car yeah yeah but uh oh i'm sorry that's where i was going with it It, there's really no counterpart in 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 american sports because i i had asked i'm not a baseball guy but i asked uh, timmy i if pitching was like that because you know i thought people like i'm the number one pitcher no i'm the number one pitcher but apparently that's not right no no like yeah like this is kind of like unique to the sport where um even though your teammates are still like competing against each other we're like we're for all the other sports like your teammates and your ultimate goal is to win the team trophy like you might like have like little competitions with each other like if you had like two solid pitchers like you mentioned fighting for the Cy Young but they're not gonna try and like derail each yeah or like in f1 it's like you're trying to overtake and like the other person you can directly impact the other person yeah like yeah. if pitching if i throw a good game i like, could then throw a good game yeah your pitch. only answer is to throw a good game your yeah. your answer is not to send another dive bomb up my inside <laughs> be like huh, i hope i get this overtake yeah <laughs> yeah it's, exactly. it's so in, in in f1 that's the team chemistry gets really like spicy especially late season late season oh mm-hmm. that's when like if if you like sports drama late season f1 is real it's it's a spicy. lot of fun to watch yeah but I, oh another point um researching this i i didn't realize that that's how young okc is as a friend like a franchise yeah well, they were the supersonics like mm-hmm. two years before the, the year I are like two or however many years beforehand. I think that's crazy. Both on, I know KD was on the Supersonics, but I think Russell was also drafted 
on the supersonic and that was like the year before that they transitioned that's that's like that that blew my mind i was like i assumed this team stopped being a thing in like the 90s like <laughs> yeah. late 90s going into like y2k but no you know memories memories are a uh, weird thing anyways going on to number four we got the papaya and blue the mclarens um explaining mclaren um it's pretty easy you have your you have the guy that you're building around you have your solid of um solid vet and then you have i really like their team principal their their, their cat their their coach or whatnot however you want to call it would call a team principal but i really like their team principal he's a savage dude he's a he's just a he's a born winner but um, I think their centerpiece is obvious. It's Landon Norris, Ellen Four, but Danny Rick isn't no slouch either. He's a pretty, pretty solid uh, um, driver. Just that solid yeah. too. However, however, last year uh, he kind of dropped the ball. <laughs> it's weird because it's literally he dropped the ball and then he made a one-handed catch, crazy behind his head. <laughs> and then he dropped it again. <laughs> like, like, he won a race, and then he just kind of like was like middle, you know, up, down. Is is all over the place. So he had an interesting year. He had an interesting year, but he definitely needs to have a better year. Mm-hmm. Um, Lando's expecting to have a better, uh, be- a better year as well, and so inherently that means the team itself is looking to have a better year, and so mm-hmm. they're expecting to see results there. I don't think they're expecting to fight for wins consistently, but I think they're expecting to fight for threes and maybe fours. Yeah. yeah. I agree. They're looking to be the top of the what, – what is it? It's So, yeah, uh, the top two are, like, Mercedes and Red Bulls right now, and you have, like, the next section. So the- you have your, your, your big three, you know, and then you have your, uh, your best of the rest. Best of the rest is four through. Or whatever whatever yeah. okay. because then you, they even use it for drivers as well like um a couple years ago uh checo was considered like the king of the rest because mm-hmm. he was like the fourth driver like so you have your top two teams who like they obviously have two drivers each so you have your four best drivers and then you have the one guy who shouldn't be there but he is there and that was checo at the time and so it is best of the rest but yeah i i, I do agree there they made their claim this year or 2021 in a way mm-hmm. but now they're gonna like they wanna they don't want to move back they either want to strengthen their position or start competing like start irritating the top dogs yeah yeah so i went with um <clears throat> for their american counterparts uh, i was thinking just more so the drivers because you kind of like talked about their team as a whole and um as we know how history goes, this team doesn't do a lot of winning. They do a lot of, <laughs> but uh, Atlanta Falcons back in the uh, like 2014, uh, 2013, when Julio Jones was, um, he was like rising up in his, uh, his, in his rookie contract. It was like second and third year. He put over uh, both over a thousand yard. I think in his 2014, he put over like 1600 yards uh, receiving that year. And then you had your old vet who was kind of like the star receiver, kind of having a decline in Roddy White, who that year still put up uh, 900 yards. So still a good, respectable year. 
but he's just kind of like on the decline on the back end of his um his career so that's kind of like how we see these kind of two drivers but the difference is Danny Ricardo could have possibly have a back uh, or a bounce, a back. bounce back yeah that's that's the crazy thing about F1 like Roddy White was inherently gonna decline because you know football is a physical sport receiver yeah. is a physical position dude loses a step getting older so inherently yep. he's gonna like you know get less productive but Danny Rick, I mean, look at Kimmy. Kimmy was, or Kimmy Raikkonen uh, just retired from F1. He's, dude's like 100 years old. <laughs> so doing it. But so it's like he he could have a bounce back here, and I really hope he does. But yeah, uh, a lot of people do. Like if you watch the Drive to Survive series, they kind of like paint him the first couple of years as like, uh, I mean, and not even just paint him, but he's just like a really good, like, genuine person that people it, like want to root for. Like it, they didn't want to. I guess Drive to Survive painted him as F1's poster child because they didn't really like, like include Lewis all too much. Because yeah. like Lewis is obviously F1's poster child because he's he's winning and whatnot in a way. But like if you're looking at it through a Drive to Survive lens, uh, Danny Rick is the face of F1. Yeah. So I think I think for the good of F1 and for the for the good of the Australian, uh, just the Aussies everywhere. I think Danny Rick needs to have a, a good year. Good year, yeah. But, uh, but and uh, just to also add on to the fact for the Falcons is this was also the time two years before they had the infamous uh, twenty-eight and three, two or two or three years. I can't remember exactly. But so um, hopefully McLaren doesn't have kind of twenty-eight. McLaren already got a little bit of a small taste of that at the, the Russian Grand Prix with yeah. uh, Lando. Do you want inters? No! <laughs> no! Listen, I love, I, I'm all for Lando. But uh, the way, the way he, the way he handled that, that, that choke was, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like that's, he should have took a little more blame, but that's besides the point. We'll get into that another time. Yeah. Um, but this team's like what I'm trying what I was trying to say is like this team's like set up to it's it's on the come up, like they're trending upwards mm-hmm. and hopefully they don't like the Falcons. <laughs> um all right, we have Alpine next. Alpine, depending on where you're from. Alpine. Um they they had a very strong finish the last year, finishing fifth in the constructors. So, you know, middle dead middle of the pack um they were kind of wild card going into the season but um looking at their their ending result i guess they can all they they can all go home patting themselves on the back like hey we got fifth um but they also had are in a really weird predicament going into the future because they have fernando alonso who's an all-time like like he's goaded He's up there. He's a he's a vet that you know love him where you hate him. He's talented. Uh, and then they also have uh, Esteban Ocon. <laughs> I can't say his last name like <laughs> without cracking a smile. Every Esteban Ocon. Uh, he uh, he's he's no slouch either. But I think the the hype train of of him died with the the year out of. F1 and now he's slowly trying to rekindle it, but it's it's not. It, depending on who you ask, it's not it's not there. 
Uh, in, in my opinion, I feel like I like his story, but his he's he's still competing for his spot. And then you also have their like up and coming driver who is an absolute savage. Um, what's his name? Oscar Piastri. Dude is a <laughs> dude's quick. Dude's, dude's gonna be an F one in a couple years. But yeah. And then they also they also have a new team boss as of time of recording. So maybe L plan is is you know slowly crumbling. <laughs> but yeah. Who who would you say? Is a good comparison to Alpine. Uh, we're gonna go with our first baseball team. We're gonna go with the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, kind of more so of the fact, kind of you said that they have um, a lot of like strong drivers on the up and come up, and they don't like really have any like true superstars. And that's that's the Tampa Bay Rays. That, that's what they've been doing for years. Is if they don't they don't get true superstars they just have like um according to like mlb.com they have the number one farm system they have um five of the top 100 prospects um coming up they just had the rookie of the year randy um Arena. like the tampa bay rays are all about kind of like building up these young players and then selling them off for new prospects so Alpine, the way you kind of describe Alpine kind of like reminded me of them where Alpine, no true big superstars, but they got a lot of pieces. Um, and they up. somehow perform. Yeah, and they perform. Yeah, and the Tampa Bay Rays are, the last two years have been no slouch going to the yeah. World Series and then making the playoffs again, having 100 wins in the season, uh, but just coming up short. So. It's kind of like similar with Alpine. It's like, you don't end with the Rays. It's like, you don't expect them to go to the World Series, but they might shock you. They, may, they might surprise you. <laughs> no. I, I know very little, little about baseball. And so <laughs> um, I, I assume that like the biggest teams had the best farm systems. Cause I'm like that, that just makes sense. Like, yeah. like I, I think the Yankees do good every year. I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but yeah. So like, I thought they had the, the, the farm team but it's it's often these like middle of the like field teams that just produce talent like red bull for a little bit was just producing talent and then they mm-hmm. started winning yeah well you just got to think about it like um the smaller market teams like they have to because they can't because like the yankees they buy their talent they buy all their players basically because they're a big market team that ferrari ferrari is like i'm gonna buy that driver you're gonna buy the drivers yeah. like, why, why develop a driver uh, when I can just buy them when they're good, you know, like, so different philosophies and different uh, circumstances that makes you only able to do certain things. So Alpine kind of going with the smaller market, let's uh, develop and train our drivers to becoming really good. Next is who they like, who Alpine was directly competing against, which was Alpha Tauri, Red Bulls. It's, it's weird calling uh, another team in, the highest league a feeder team but that's what they are yeah, yeah it's kind of kind of weird but yeah um max spent time here in this team when they were um toro rosso and they just name changed to alpha t alpha tower so but it's that's what they were and they're they were i feel like they're very competitive uh going into some of these races so it's it honestly is a little bit of a disappointment to finish six for them like their car was there for um, a few races 
where they could have like stole more points, Pierre, like he qualified six a bunch of races in a row or however many times. And so it was, it was like the car was there, but there was an obvious carry. And then on the flip side, you had a letdown, but it's hard to call a rookie a letdown. But yeah, just like if you had two productive drivers, they, they could have probably gave McLaren a run. So a little bit of a disappointment. And um, so going into the season, it's it's kind of weird because you have Pierre who with the strong performance he put in last year, he's now like in a weird spot to where should he like go back to Red Bull or whatnot. But he's like the point in his career is he's trying to sell himself. He's trying to put the best version out there. So you can be the hot commodity when his contract is up. If, if he does want to like test the waters and versus Yuki Tsunoda, who's like, he's basically fighting for his like right to stand F1. Cause even he, I think there's a, a interview where he said he was surprised that he got the, the extension that's the resign for 2022. So you have two drivers having a career year, but you know, different sides of the spectrum <laughs> do you want to kind of explain more about like what a feeder team kind of is in f1 so of f1 it's it's weird because it's the only sport where only 20 people in the world can participate but it's not always the best 20 people however so there's like paid drivers which we'll get into later and then there's also these like talented kids like lewis who is a talent they, they saw when he was young they brought him up during uh, in their mclaren feeder programs through like the carding the f3 i guess it was like f3000 at that time and whatnot and they just brought him through the feeder series kind of almost like imagine if the patriots saw like a little kid walk in and was like you're gonna be a great receiver one day we're gonna pay for your schooling the whole time and so they paid for the schooling paid for the schooling paid for the schooling and then Bill Belichick is like, all right, son, you're ready to be my receiver. Go be a slot. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Slot so, so it's kind of like that. But it's weird to have the feeder team also be in the same league mm-hmm. as, like, who's a, who's the a feeder team for a baseball team, Timmy? Or it's like the minor leagues. Like, that's kind of like the, I guess, the most. Yeah, like, like who's the you can get to? Like, yeah, who's the, who's the minor league equivalent of the Yankees? I, it's I like pull that off the top of my oh, head. Like, it's it's, it's like whatever the, their team would magically join the MOB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like think about like the yeah, like how their it's the, or the AAA teams as this right. It's like think about like a AAA team and like the top prospects being their own team within MLB and like uh, whatever team that they're associated with. Like so, if like the Yankees AAA team was also competing in the MLB, the Yankees. Well, no, not during the seasons. They can't replace the drivers, correct? What do you mean? Like during season, so say so. Alpha they could it could replace the drivers whenever. They, there's been some really? crazy things, yeah. Okay. Oh, so like like under contract? That. No, like no, 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 no. I mean, so like Alpha T's the feeder for Red Bull. You yeah, yeah. So they, like, and during the season, could they switch Checo with uh, Gasly if like Checo fell off and like that's, Gasly that's what they off? did in 2019 with. That's how uh, Alex Albon got the seat. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, then Pierre, Pierre was dropping the ball. Yeah. And then, um, like, I guess Red Bull saw, like, Alex, saw Alex giving Alex Albon a chance. 
as a band-aid to the their bleeding. Mm. And then he, he he performed, but yeah, they did just do a, a mid-season swap. Okay. Yes. So then similar in baseball, it's like you can call up players and also send down players. Or if uh, you're into football, think of like, I guess, first string, second string. Like if the first stringer isn't doing well, then you're going to take him out and put him in the second string just to see how that works. Yeah. So that's kind of like more so with the feeders. and um, What a feeder yeah, team is, yeah. Yeah, because it's like no other sport kind of has it because you wouldn't have a team, a B team essentially mm-hmm. within like, the most prestigious league or the, yep. the top of the league. So it's interesting in that aspect. And yeah. And so our American uh, counterpart, uh, I'll take the, the lead for this one because it's a little close to home, <laughs> but <laughs> it would be the, the 2019, 2020 uh, Portland Trailblazers. It was a, uh, it was a disappointing finish. Uh, we only finished fifth in the, the Western Conference. Dame played his Dame played his darn I don't know I don't like Dame played his ass off. Yeah. Dame dived the whole season. This the dude was season. crazy. This dude averages thirty points per game. Um, and then I wanted to call CJ like 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 uh, a cell or whatnot. Like kind of compared to Yuki, but looking at his stats, it's kind of hard when he's also averaging 22. Yeah. But he, it, it's always, it's always the, the storyline with the Blazers is Dame carry, Dame help. Like where's, <laughs> where's the help? Like get, get this man some help. Help this man. Yeah. And so, but that that year in specific, like specific, they finished like fifth, where like I think two years like prior. Back to back years, they finished third in the, the Western Conference Finals. So to finish yep. fifth is like obviously a step back. Like you're you're finishing third, third, you want to step forward. Mm-hmm. And then so kind of like how Alpha Tower, they had a disappointing finish. But uh we'll we'll see at the end of the 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 year if Yuki's still here. Like I'm still surprised CJ McCollum's still in Portland, but that's my quick little uh NBA take. I I feel like he should be gone. This is before the the uh, trade deadline. We're recording this before the trade yeah, deadline. Yeah, we're so recording this before. He might be gone by the we, time. We sell out and trade for LeBron James <laughs> and somehow tank for his son. <laughs> <laughs> All because of the CJ McCollum trade. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. No, I, I, I feel like the Blazers are a pretty good comparison to Alpha Tower. Yeah, I agree. The, the next would be um, would be Ashton Martin, uh, going, going like going to look at Ashton Martin. They're they're a team that is new in a way, mm-hmm. but they're not new because then they're just the hundredth version of Team Endstone or Endstone. Uh, I think Team Silverstone, but they're just renamed a bunch of times. And so now their current iteration is Ashton Martin under. Their big, big boss, big, uh, what's his name from uh, Superman? Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor type boss. Uh, Lance Stroll, not Lance Stroll, uh, his dad. Uh, Lawrence Stroll, Lawrence Stroll. They're, they're, he, he bought out the team. And so they're, they're under pressure to perform because last year wasn't very good. Last year was very mediocre. The year before, they're 
punching above their weight and now they're struggling to like hold on to the middle of the pack and so i feel like this is going to be an interesting year for them because they also have a new team boss what did they finish the year before the before you're lagging there quick am i yeah just a tiny bit that's all right but uh the the year before they were racing point that was with Checo. That was in 2020. They'd finished fourth in the constructors. And, that, and, they had, and that's when they were having money issues too with um, the whole uh, going to administration and whatnot. They didn't know like what the next step was going to be. And they still were, you know, Checo Waddle race. They were competing in yeah. like, other races. And now that they have the money, they're expecting, you know, you give the team that was making something out of nothing something but then they produce nothing so finishing seventh this year yeah which is yeah which is kind of tough because their drivers aren't aren't terrible seb seb's a seb's an old vet not not an old vet he's a little long in the tooth but uh he's he's still he's still very very good racer and then lance stroll i feel like in the terms of paid driver, he isn't the worst, but in terms of like an actual driver, he isn't gonna win a championship. Who's Aston Martin's American counterpart to me? Uh, so we went, we're thinking the Green Bay Packers going into the 2019 season. So at this time, they had pretty two disappointing seasons, uh, getting ended up with uh, Mike McCarthy getting fired midway through the 2018-2019 season, um, hiring a new coach, which, uh, and the current coach right now, Matt LaFleur. Um, but they were definitely, like, Aaron Rodgers was under, and the team was under a lot of pressure, um, especially after a 6-9-1 and one, um, season. They are under a lot of pressure to kind of get back to their winning ways and try to make a push for the Super Bowl that, They've got back in 2010, but haven't even been to the game since then. So uh, that's that's the team that um, we went with as their American counterparts. And, and hopefully, like the Packers, they turn it around. But I don't, I don't see Ashton Martin doing anything too spectacular this year. I think they're going to be in the middle of the pack. I don't know. I hope Aston Martin avoids, I don't know what the equivalent of like constant like playoff hurt <laughs> would be for an F1 team, but I, I hope Aston Martin doesn't like witness like or go through that because that'd be really tough. Yeah, that, well, that'd be kind of, I guess, like, if they somehow get off to a crazy start where they're like winning the first handful of races and then just, just fall off the map <laughs> if now going on to the, going back to the packers so timmy i'm sure or like we, we we both know this now but a little bit ago i didn't know the packers are owned by the fans mm-hmm. right so in a way you could say aaron Rodgers is the owner's baby <laughs> yeah sure right 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 like he's <laughs> You're putting your muscles in. Yeah, it's, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. <laughs> it's a, it's a stretch. stretch it's yeah. a stretch. But, you know, it's kind of like how, how Lawrence Stroh 
is babying and won't get rid of the obvious liability that is. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, at that time, they're t- they got Mike McCarthy fired, who's obviously the biggest liability. But also, like, fans were kind of, like, upset and, like, mad um, at Aaron Rodgers. And this is coming from, like, one of the most hardcore Packers fans that uh, we, we have a reliable source. Yeah. So like this, this isn't, this isn't just coming like out of thin air. Like uh, he told us that like, he felt like Aaron Rodgers that season was the handicap. And if you kind of go back and look at that season, he definitely underperformed to Aaron Rodgers standards. Um, and I think at that time with his contract and how, old he was getting kind of fans were more still on the fence of possibly trading him or like possibly or getting his uh, replacement but that de- i think is a definite stretch saying that he was a uh, owner's baby, the owner's baby. Yeah. like Vince stroll is literally the uh, like he is he is from the seed <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i i i put in the team or in the the episode notes here seb declines question mark I really hope he doesn't decline. Yeah. I so going back to the the whole reason why we started the podcast about like um was it this take or was it the last take where I had explained the Mac story? I think that was the last one. Okay. Um to to recap real quick, um starting this podcast also originated because of the fact that I wanted to clear up the Max hate because um Try to survive like paints this dude as like the heel. If you know like wrestling terms, he's a heel. He's a bad guy of the, the, the Red Bull time at the time, yeah. And so he he got painted as this bad dude. But if like you went over to F1 Twitter and actually dove into F1, he he wasn't at that at the time. He was like this like, like young hotshot coming up who could challenge if given the car. Now he's given the car. Now he's looked at as like you know the aggressive guy. Anyways, um. Drive to Survive also painted Seb for me as very like, like I'm a big brother. You, if that makes sense. Like, like yeah, like yeah, you might be doing good, but I always just have to tap like the top of your head. Like I always have to sun you. The sun you, yeah. Yeah, like that. That that's how he came off to me with um his interactions with Charles Leclerc throughout the yeah the, whatever true. season yeah, it was because yeah. yeah. it's always like um I have to like you know fight for um you know, my spot as the number one driver in Ferrari. And at the time when I was watching, I didn't understand that like Ferrari is religion. Like it's crazy what the Italians, like how they see Ferrari. And so I, I understand the competition part of it now. But at the time I was like, wow, he's like, just like, he's just this douche. Like <laughs> old time, I have the big brother, you kind of douchebag. But like now that I've really gotten into F1, especially with this last season, he's not that. He's actually like this, off track he's like this like wholesome family dude who really just loves cars like i listened to a podcast when he was on and he just really just enjoys the the racing aspect of f1 not even just like f1 any racing like he just did race of champions so like now i hope he doesn't decline before i was like down with seb down with seb now i'm like no no seb forever seb forever yeah but i hope he doesn't decline how what are, what are your thoughts on seb uh, I'm, I mean, I'm still kind of, I'm brand new into it, into the F1 world. You're definitely like more into the drivers and like all the interviews and stuff like that. I just watch the race. Like I record, <laughs> I record the race 
I watch the first 20 laps. If it's a good race, I'll watch it all the way through. But a lot of the races were kind of just like, um, if like uh, Max went out or Lewis went out and the other one was just lapping the course. So it was like, yeah. fast forward, see them win, see who finished podium. So I'm not like uh, super into it. So I don't know. I don't have like that much information about Seb, but I mean, from the Drive to Survive series, I, I understand, like, I got kind of the same vibe where he's like, damn, this dude just, like, let it go. Like, you don't got to, you don't got to, like, suck. Yeah. Like, like, you got to like, have some victories, dog. <laughs> like, like, give dude, like, credit and then, like, yeah. you know, carry on. He's like, no, I'm sub. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> but now, now, now that I know that this dude's actually just a big German teddy bear, like, <laughs> off track, but, like, on track, he's still kind of, like, a smart, like, smart ass. But, uh, yeah. I hope he does well. That's, I, uh-huh. I don't want him to decline or anything like that. So. Seb forever. All right. Um, going to the next team, Williams. They are, this is pretty, this is where it starts to get a little easier with breaking them teams. But Williams is like a very historic team. Like, like if you think about it, every professional sport has their teams. Like if you ask someone what a basketball, like when you think of basketball, think of like the Lakers, you know, you think of uh, Celtics. Celtics, you know, think of the Knicks. Yeah. It's all about the Knicks. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's all about the Mets, baby. <laughs> it's all about the Mets. Wrong, wrong New York team. But anyways, yeah, you, you get the point. It's their historic team. Um, and as far as your driver situation goes, you have Alex Albon, who's returning to the sport after a year off. Um, and then you have... Uh, Nicholas Latifi, who's like been at the team for I think this is gonna be his third, maybe fourth year. I have to fact check that while you while you go through your points. But yeah, no, he's he's been on the team for a little bit, so he's kind of like the the pseudo lead. Like it kind of just fell to him, but he he his character isn't like I'm gonna take charge now. Like mm-hmm. people knew it was George's team after Robert left, but people are like, is it Nick's team? or Latifi's team, we'll see. But yeah, uh, that's mainly because he's probably on the hot seat, honestly. He's kind of been like mid-performance, but he does bring money to the team. But now with the whole cap thing, I think money will be less of a thing for them, especially being bought out, but that's getting besides the point. Uh, As for last season, they ended trending up because I remember going into 2021, they were a joke. It was so... It was so sad, but yes, they they were they were a joke. They were like, um, they would get clowned from their liveries to their performance. It was bad, but now they're actually. Granted, Spa is a little like a little asterisk, but they have a podium finish. <laughs> <laughs> a podium, a podium start. We'll call it because it was only a two laps after the qualifying. And yeah. then they called it. But yeah, so they, they're trending no, it upwards. Went like, it went seven laps, right? Because it has to go like at least five for it to count as a race, if I remember correctly. Right? I, I think or it was just have to go two. I think it was only two. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, I think they I think they ran a bunch of like uh like safety car laps. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then they sent two. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, George Russell, who is currently uh, the driver for Williams. Um, no, 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 for Mercedes now. Or, yeah, for Mercedes now, but was um, Williams' driver at the time. 
qualified on pole position. So in first place. No, it wasn't full. Second, it was second. He finished. Okay. He so, he had got um what what's the term I'm thinking of? Um preliminary pole. So mm-hmm. that's when like you like you know how when you play racing games, like like as time goes down, you have a 10 minute session. Yeah. Like even though the clock's running down, if someone's still in the middle of their lap, they can still finish it and beat the time. Yeah. Okay. So, I thought so he, he had he had preliminary pull. Yes. So you you're half right. But okay. then Max at the end snaked it. It was crazy. Like the comparison is super close. But yes. Um. So to continue with Tim was saying, um, George had like got second, but the race had like started but didn't start because of like a rain delay which was yeah nuts. huge huge rain uh storm was taken on during the in race. belgium apparently it rains a lot in belgium yeah. who would have guessed so then he ended up finishing in second mm-hmm. yeah okay so he stayed in second i thought it, i thought it was a pole it was a pole finish i thought he would got first place. podium finish podium finish yeah. okay. okay so for for those who don't know pole in racing terms and qualifying, so there's you have your practice, you have your qualifying, and you have your race. Practice is practice. Qualifying is like three separate sessions, and then it basically puts in the race order from slowest to fastest. So twentieth down up to first, and first place is called pole position. And so that's why you know if you ever see the the go kart, I think there's like a go karting uh, chain called pole position. That's, that's what it's referencing. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, they're a historic team. And well, they just like a historic team. Like they're they're a historic winning team, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They, Back in the they, day, they used to be like legit. Like I winners. think like I think they total have won seven world championships. Let me double check. Yeah. So um going off that, our American counterpart are the the American team, the Cowboys, because um, as if you follow football, you know that like they're the if like one of the if not the historical team, like their their nicknames the American team. Uh, back in the day, they used to be like winners. we're not Cowboys fans here on the podcast. We just want yeah. to preface that down with the Cowboys. Uh, but back in the day, they're they're actual winners. They didn't they didn't just win in the regular season. They <laughs> off season and won Super Bowls. Yeah. Um. But and like kind of with Williams, I, I guess the difference is like Williams they finished um, eighth, and like the Cowboys have been making the playoffs the past yeah. few years. But Granted, they they play the AFC East. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They have a pretty, they, it's, they, a, it's a little easier. NFC, not, not, All right, NFC East. Yeah. So they NFC East is also ass, though. So. so they have a pretty easy division uh, to make it into the playoffs. But um, I mean, they, they're definitely trending up with their, the Cowboys are trending up with their young talent with Dak. I don't think anyone really expected them to go that crazy this year. Uh, I think it was kind of like uh, on the fence, like, because with Dak coming back from his, uh, uh, ankle surgery injury. Uh, they're kind of like, can Dak bring this? What they finished like fourth or five and whatever last season is like, can he really make them a playoff team? And he did. He proved yeah. that he's a franchise quarterback. He's good enough to win um, regular season. It's the hips. Yeah, <laughs> the little it's hips. The hips. 
but uh, they they've like since their last Super Bowl wins, they haven't won a playoff game. Or no, no, no they haven't been to the uh, NFC Championship game since like I don't know, like the they don't have or... a playoff win, right? For... No, they do. They've won oh. a couple oh. wild card games. They won like I think like two or three you wild know, card games. You know what makes me so happy is that most of the Cowboys fans that I grew up with have not watched a single Cowboy like triumph. Yeah. Like, oh, it feels good. Because <laughs> they all they they can all just rely on like they all just use the same the same excuse like, oh, we have this many championships. How many have you watched? <laughs> Steelers fans, I don't want to hear you. Uh, Patriots fan, I don't want to hear it. But like, yeah. Well, at least as a Patriots fan, a lot of them saw the championship. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then Cowboys fans, they have it. Yeah. But yeah, no, with Williams, uh, people haven't like there are people who have like kids who have been born and now are into F1 since the last time Williams was an actual competitive like team. So this is, it's on the same side. Yeah. So who would you say is the the part of the Cowboys that is on the hot seat? Because like I think Latifi is is this is like a career year for him. Dude, my I mean like Mike McCarthy, that man needs to go. He's just like <laughs> himself to not be a good coach. I don't know how how he still has a job. Like that, like they tried, they got rid of uh, what was his name, Jason Garrett or whatever, the the redhead, the clap coach, the clapper. The clapper. They got rid of him and then they replaced him with Mike McCarthy. Like what? Like whenever what? they cut to him, it's always like. Yeah, yeah. Or like, like every time they throw a flag, he's like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> it's like, how is that possible? But yeah, they need to get rid of that dude because he wasn't able to win with one of, like, arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks in like the history of football. Modern era Dan Marino. And like, thank God his that. And like the Cowboys team is like arguably one of the most talented roster. Well, last year, like one of the most talented roster. Like defense, crazy. Ever, yeah, like in a long time, and he just he just can't coach a team. That dude has to go. Jerry uh, Jerry Jones, even though he's an owner, that dude has to go. Like he's, he's <laughs> hey hey, just give us your money. Don't yeah. say anything about football. We got, it. It. we got it. We got it. We got it. Stay out of it. He needs to go back to becoming an owner. It's Jerry's world, though. So it's We're more all just living office. in it. So next we got uh, Alfa Romero, who's a pretty like clean cut team to to break down. You have Valtteri Bottas, who's a, a proven driver coming over from Mercedes. He, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say I kicked out, but he, <laughs> he got the boot. And so he, he found a decent home in Alfa Romero. And either that or Williams. I feel like this is good for him, though. Yeah. And then um, then they have a paid rookie driver, Guan Yu Zhou, who is also, we had mentioned earlier, Alpine's like a, like feeder system, feeder teams. That He's also an Alpine driver. But the way he got into F1 was he said, I'm just going to use my money. Thank you, Alpine, for getting me to the point. But at this point, you guys are dragging your feet. So I'm just going to pay my way into it. Like, Alpine brought him to the party. He paid for his own ticket. And so now he's on the team. Um, so it's just kind of up in the air. He's in F2. He didn't win it, but he competed enough. Like, he competed more than Nikita Mazepin, but he didn't compete like Oscar Piastri, who I feel like should be in it. He didn't compete like 
Callum Eilat, who I feel like should be in it as well. Callum Eilat, I feel like people forgot, which I think is sad because he was a he was a dude who should be in F1 as well. But yeah, um, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but Ferrari has like a say into their seats because they're a Ferrari customer team. They buy their engines through Ferrari, and so they Ferrari has say, but they're not flexing it just quite yet. They're waiting for a certain German on another team to sprout his wings. We'll get into that later. Well, do but, you want to kind of like, like, so F1, you said a paid driver. So like, and what does so, that mean exactly? So I had said earlier that there are, it's F1's a sport where there are 20 drivers and they might not be the best driver. They paid their way in. In the very early days of F1, it was a rich man's sport. I'm just going to mm-hmm. pay I got a bunch of money I'm going to pay to do this and whatnot. And so um, it's kind of still like that, but obviously less, 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 less like yeah. that direct. Now it's like um, the or a couple years ago before the salary cap, it's I have the biggest budget I'm going to win, aka Mercedes, versus um, it's it even trickles down from that all the way down to like the drivers. Like, um, to get through like all the feeder systems is already an expensive thing. Mm-hmm. Like motorsports is crazy. Like when we go go-karting, it's 50 bucks for three races. Could you imagine a whole weekend yeah. of like tires, engine oil and all that? And then, um, but some drivers, they don't have to worry about that. They don't have to fight for sponsors. Like if you listen to like Danny Ricardo's, um, not Danny Ricardo's, but uh, Sergio Perez's Checo's, uh, like podcast, not podcast, but uh, when he was on the F1 podcast, mm-hmm. he was talking about how he had to fly to different countries to get like sponsorships. He had to do different races to get like sponsorships. While some of these guys who come from like big bucks, big money, the Strolls, the Latifis, the Ujos of the world, they kind of got like, you know, I'm going to, I am the sponsor. I am my own self sponsor, but I will still take on sponsors. But yeah. then once you get to that high level, um, if a team needs funds, like funding, they're like, hey, this sponsor is going to give us money, but so is our driver going to like supply like their own funds and whatnot. So that's what a paid driver is. He's literally buying his own seat. Okay. Yeah. So the team is kind of like, yeah, sure, you can drive for our F1 team, but we're going to need some of that money that you got. Yeah. Okay. That you're flexing. Yeah. Because he, he brings China money. Like, yeah, yeah, it brings the China our Chinese market, which is yeah. huge. Because um, like these 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 countries, they get behind their drivers, especially if it's like a country. Like I bet you, I guarantee you anything. If America had a driver who was for real, for real, like like yeah. was like a like American Max Verstappen, we would put money into him. That's, yeah, that's definitely a big reason why America hasn't been into like Formula One because there hasn't been like a big top dog American driver. Yeah, like we have IndyCar drivers who are like hoping to make the jump, like Paddle Award, um, Colton Herta. Like these dudes, I'm sure they could come over and compete, but they don't have the backing, whether that's like money-wise or mm-hmm. backing as in like just like the support because then when like everyone was like, oh, let's get like um, the Andretti's into F1, there was like a huge amount of support for them and whatnot. Yeah. And so it's we don't we don't have that right now but Guan Yu Zhou did and so that's how he got his way into Alpha who would be the 
counterpart for our Swedish friends here, Timmy? So we went with an older, or I guess newer, um, OKC Thunder. We went with the 2019-2020 season when Chris Paul somehow landed on that team <laughs> coming from the Rock. <laughs> the way that he said that is due to the fact that when we're doing research, we we're like, man, who, who is a vet that has traveled and just went to a team with young talent? And we we're like thinking of vets, and we couldn't, we couldn't think. And then we thought of CP3, but then we thought of him with uh, what was the the team? Rockets. Uh, the Rockets, yeah, because James was no, not the Rockets, the Suns, because oh, the Suns, yeah, Devin yeah, Booker. Devin Booker is considered young. Yeah. But then <laughs> I looked at his Wikipedia or CPT's Wikipedia. And I was like, oh, God, I forgot he played for the Thunder for a second. One year. Yeah. yeah. Super young. Like, like he was the I think he was the oldest guy on the roster. Yeah. No, Everyone they had super young. The only other guy I knew from the roster was uh, Shy, Gilgis Alexander. And that's because yeah. he was like a, like a sneaker guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so we we feel like this uh this team kind of represents them pretty well. You have uh Botas, who's like kind of the the vet as in uh CP3. And then you have the who's the paid driver? What's his name? Guan Yuzhou. Yeah, so you have like a young rookie, and uh, and this team just like you're not like as that team like surprisingly, uh they made it to the playoffs and. Went game or seven seven games with the Rockets, which is just huge surprise. No one I, I, that. everyone was like, "What is this team, and why are they yeah. in the playoffs?" Like, yeah, like uh, so. Don't don't expect uh, Alpha Romero, as I pronounce it. Yeah, um, Alpha Romero. Yeah. yeah, Alpha Romero. Don't expect them to make any miracle runs like the Oakland Thunder, but. Uh, just like driver wise and like uh, roster wise, they're pretty similar. Anything that is positive is gonna be positive times two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No expectations yeah. whatsoever, and so like anything that they do, as long as they beat the worst team, that will. Because about. if you think about it, they're the team that's going in to this season as the most new, right? Because they have two new drivers, new car. Is there another team that has like basically a whole new team? No, no, yeah. So they're basically they're the, the only team that has like a whole new team. Yeah, kind of like a clean slate. Yeah, fresh. So and I feel like that was kind of like the Oakland Thunder at that time. Yeah, they were clearing house. They just somehow did good. Yeah, because some, the magic of Chris CG3. Paul. Yeah, I mean, so hopefully, uh, Valtteri Bottas and his uh Porridge <laughs> can uh, dude, he loves Porridge. His yeah, Porsche. now now that he's out of Lewis's hand or Lewis's uh, shadow, he yeah. Can, emerge just like Hopefully. Chris Paul is out of uh, James Harden's shadow <laughs> merge into the star that he actually is. No. <laughs> that's now not. he's in Devin Booker's shadow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But anyways, on to the next the the last team, the bottom the number bottom 10. <laughs> Haas. Oh. American team, baby. This is why America is so into Formula. <laughs> it's because the we, only team we have is literally the worst team. We're the gatekeepers, and we're literally the only ones at the gate. <laughs> and we're not gonna be keep. We're not gonna be at that gate for much longer. <laughs> no, I think I really German real soon. No, we're gonna come Russian. Oh, Russian. Yeah, because oh, yeah. Nikita's <laughs> Russian. <laughs> but yeah, 
Anyways, Haas, our American heroes, they they are the gutter. Yeah. They are the memes. They are the the, the team that gets joked on. They have ownership issues. Not really issues, but more like questions because um, with their livery looking so much like a Russian flag last year and the like questioned um, seriousness of Gene Haas, whether he wants to keep funding this team. So they're, they're like, it's up in the air, but it's kind of like a, a bomb that could go off. but Or it couldn't go off, so we'll see. But yeah. They have the they have that going for them, and then as far as your driver situation, you have the the legend son. I want to say like I don't want to call him the goat son. I think Lewis is the goat, but that's besides the point. So you have the legend son who has talent, like has won an F two, whatnot. Um, he qualified I think eleventh this past year, like in a, in a Haas. So dude just. Hood's Raw partnered with Mazapin, who's literally a meme. Mazaspin. Like, dude, before the season was getting canceled, before the season even took it off. So, like, it's it's all over the place. The the pace difference was crazy. So it people got what people expected with Mazapin. But I do feel like there could be a wild card going into twenty twenty two because of all the time that they were given to develop their car. And they have like an unknown like funding thing because like i don't know what the what mazapin's dad is bringing in so mm-hmm. could get like i feel like they could get hopefully out of the gutter i don't expect them to magically win or magically podium i do expect yeah. them to like magically like 11th and 12th two races in a row or something yeah maybe hopefully but uh so like the clear kind of obvious kind of American team counterpart for them is the Jaguars. Like the because <laughs> like I didn't really follow football when I was younger, but like they're they're good. The Jags were good for like a handful of years, surprisingly. Like you think like nowadays, like you're like, no way that team was good. But yeah, they're they're making playoffs, they're making some runs, but the name Maurice Jones Drew yeah, would yeah, surprise a lot solid, of people. Yeah, they had yeah, they had solid running backs back in the day. But the current Jaguars are a dumpster fire. They are the bottom of the NFL. Yeah. Then the I know you can like argue like the Jets are also like god awful and they could be like the counterpart for Haas. But the reason why we went with the Jags is because of Trevor Lawrence, and that's kind of like equivalent to um uh, Nick Schumacher. So, because he's just like young talent, has a. It's the hair. He's <laughs> it's it's got kind of a little. It's the long, going long on. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I mean, both of, both those guys have just like all the potential in the world and like kind of the sky's the limit for them, just as long as they're. They don't get ruined. Exactly. I think um, thinking yeah. about it now, I think it's, it's cool in F1 that you see it less often with like these like stars who get burnt out at like teams because like um you can think of like let's say dame for whatever reason dame's like the star who like if you're not a portland fan you're thinking he's wasting away in portland mm-hmm. but in f1 like a team you're still going to be in f1 but you know you're just going to be in the 
the teams fighting for last place yeah. to get in the door. But that doesn't mean you're always going to be there. You'll mm-hmm. be there for like a year or two, show that you're raw, show that you're actually like this like star. And then all of a sudden you're going to be in like the Ferrari. So like competing. And I think that's really cool. But like, it's like less apparent in other sports, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, it's just kind of like, like think, I guess you got to think about like an F1 car is similar to like, um, I would say like the team situation that you want to like sign a contract to. So like the drivers, like obviously like the team wants to have the driver, but the driver also wants to go to that team. The car, yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, um, like you superstar wouldn't go, like, uh, like Tom Brady when he left the Patriots wasn't gonna go to the Jets because like they were building like how Williams or Alfa Romero is building. Yeah, exactly. Like you want they're, they're rebuilding, so or like they're they're at the bottom. Like you, if you're a top guy, you're not gonna want to stay on that bottom. I guess the difference is like, um, like because the Jags drafted Trevor Lawrence um, after his rookie contract over, he's like maybe feels inclined to like stay with them, but at the same time, like after his contract's over, he can be like, I'm out of here. Like I want to go to a better team. I want to go to a better car in F1 terms. Maybe it's it's also just like contract years because like NFL dudes will sign like you know four year contracts. F1, yeah. like a normal F1 contract, like two to three years. Yeah, there are like, a lot. Maybe even like one to two, yeah. Like Checo signed a one, or um, not Checo, but uh, going into the season, uh, Fernando Alonso signed a one plus one deal, where it was one year for sure, plus like one year if they like work together. So, which it did. So now they're getting the second year. But yeah. Yeah, F1 contracts are way shorter than pretty much any other sport. They're also kept very, very, very tight, like locked secrets. They don't they don't disclose that. <laughs> like I think there's a clip of Danny Ricardo like joking around when he left Red Bull to go to Renault. He's like, I Googled to see what people were saying I made. Gotta get the number up. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Well, that's that's all ten teams. That's um, from Merck to Haas, from the Packers to the to the Raptors. So, anyways, so to wrap the episode up, we're gonna say these aren't our preseason predictions. These are just kind of the teams that we're gonna be backing throughout the season. So you can you know flashback if you want to call us out, be like Fred, I thought you were a a Red Bull guy. Blah blah. blah. You you could just re- reference back to episode one. We're gonna do. Our main team. We're gonna do two team, two drivers from separate teams who, like, they have to be from two separate teams. But we're also gonna support them. And then we have a non-big three team, so a non like top three finishing team, which is Merck, Red Bull, or Ferrari team, who we're gonna be backing to, you know, see them bounce back. My, I'll start off first. First. I'm a Red Bull guy. I'm going Max and Checo. Let's go Bulls. Timmy. Uh, so for me, like, I'm going with the Ferrari drivers. I like Charles and uh, Carlos. I think that they're going to – hopefully they have both a good year and put Ferrari back back on top. For the Italians. For the Italians. Exactly. So we got the, the red team. 
and Red Bulls. Okay. And then do you want to go first on your, your two drivers? Yeah, so the two drivers that I'm going to be supporting that aren't on the Ferrari team are uh, Lando Norris and uh, Super Max. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love both their uh, both those drivers. Um, Max is super aggressive, but I kind of like it. And uh, Land, Lando's been taking some impressive, like, leaps forward as a driver and really excited to see how he develops this year and hopefully gets a, a, a lot of wins and a lot of podium finishes. You know, I think looking at, you know, Lando's like choked away win, um, it's really, I, I, I can kind of, I hope Netflix does this. It's the duality of the sport. You have the dude who is literally fighting for his first win Mm-hmm. Get it robbed from the guy who is a hundred. He's just like you have too many, Lewis. So give me yours. <laughs> and so I, yeah. And so I, I hope, I hope, I also agree with you. I hope Lando gets a bunch of wins. But yeah. my two drivers who are not Red Bull guys and who are from different teams are is going to be George Russell, Mister Saturday himself. Hopefully he can pull it together on Sundays with a good car now. And Mr. Smooth Operator, the Spice Man himself, Carlos Sainz. Spanish Charles. I'm back in. I I um I have a friend. Uh this is when I realized how big F one was. When I had a, a girl who went to high school with her and I were like friends. And she had posted about F one. I was like, holy crap. You could not give any like care in the world for any other sport, and she was like a dancer. But you, you're like watching F1. That's nuts. That's so crazy. And she's a big uh, uh, Carlos Science fan, so she she got me on the, the the smooth operator boat. All right, I'll I'll take the auxiliary team first. I'm gonna. It almost seems like I'm a real Red Bull hardo because I'm gonna go Alpha Tauri. I feel like Pierre is gonna show that Pierre belongs. And he is gonna earn his like his right to stay in F1 for years to come. And I feel like Yuki is gonna I feel like he's gonna answer the call, but he's gonna let it ring a couple times. <laughs> if that makes a sense. <laughs> like like he'll, he'll pick it up, he'll, he'll pick up the answer. You're like, uh, yeah, what's up? But it, it, it'll it'll like it'll take a minute and it won't be as consistent. But it'll be better than last year, that's for sure, because different car, he knows the tracks, and he's not a rookie anymore. So I feel like he's all that being said, ready for a bounce back year. And so that's only going to prove better for Alpha Tauri. Yeah, uh, my uh, my second team is uh, McLaren, which I know is kind of cheap to pick the number three and number four team. <laughs> but <laughs> God damn it, I'm a winner. <laughs> no, results, uh, results, yeah, results, results. Not going to go Haas to hell. <laughs> Uh, McLaren, I, I really like um, both their drivers too. Uh, I also just really enjoy their colors and um, the team that they kind of have. They're like head honchos, like a real <laughs> savage that I really like, and he's a winner. And so I'm hoping that they also kind of have a big year. I'm, I'm really excited for the possible Ferrari McLaren um, rivalry to come back. Yeah, and fight for I think third because I, I think. I think McLaren and Red Bull are kind of still. I mean, obviously with the new car and everything, you don't know, but I you still. Mercedes. Or Mercedes, yeah, yeah. I got you. 
I think I still think they're they're going to be like a step ahead of both Ferrari and McLaren. So I think they'll be fighting for third. So it should be a good year. I think um, last year teased it a lot because mm-hmm. um, you know McLaren and Ferrari had a little battle, but granted it wasn't their historic battles like they had in the past for constructors champions. It was literally a battle for third. So, mm-hmm. but it it's only going to tease it and get all those like F one like. OGs really, really hyped, and so that and for for people who don't know, for the American fans who don't know, McLaren versus Ferrari is like the rivalry, kind of like the Cowboys, the Niners, Lakers, Celtics, Bears, Packers, <laughs> Chargers, Chargers back in the AFL, baby, Chargers back in AFL. Closing thoughts. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Uh, feel free, give a like, comment, subscribe. Ooh, ooh, I've always ooh, official, official, I feel now. official. Now. <laughs> um, yeah, I really appreciate if uh, you gave this a listen. Uh, feel free to comment down what your what teams you're looking forward to, mm-hmm. um, how you felt about our anal- or like our team kind of breakdowns. Yep. Yeah, breakdowns. And just let us know what you want to want to hear from us in the future. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, go ahead and, you know, join us in the conversation in the comments. Go ahead and put what team you're backing, what drivers you're backing, your auxiliary team. Um, and then uh, I guess my closing thoughts are that this season is going to be nuts. It's going to be fun. It's going like, to be a really good season. Um, everything's changing. And I think it's changing for the better. So I feel like it's ready for a big boom in America. And Timmy and myself, we will be your guides. We will. Now is the time. Now is like, yeah. Now is a great time to get into Formula One. Exactly. That being said, that's it for the Nagra episode. Thank you. Explain the difference. Yeah, Formula One is is the pinnacle of motorsport. 